Hello and welcome to the Make Money and Stick It to the Man podcast with me, Dominic Frisbee. And today we suggest that house prices will crash in late 2025 or 2026. Or at least that's what this surprisingly reliable cycle indicates will happen. It's a national religion for some, it's heresy for others, house prices. But today we don't consider property through the window of the estate agents, but rather through the prism of an 18-year cycle, one that was brought to public attention by economist Fred Harrison in his cult classic boom-bust house prices banking and the depression of 2010. He published that book in 2005, so if you're into forecasting, that is quite some title. Before we start, let me issue my usual disclaimer on cycles. Cycles exist everywhere. The seasons of the year, night and day, the life cycles of plants and animals that you studied in biology classes at school. Cycles exist within our own bodies in the form of circadian rhythms. They exist sort of, in markets as well. There are good times and bad times, bull markets and bear markets, four-year presidential cycles, commodity super cycles and more. Mining companies in particular go through clear cycles, perhaps phases is a better word, from exploration and discovery through development and mine building to actual production. I'm a keen observer of hype cycles. How much of this story is known? How much more hype is left in the tin? Or is the story now tired? And cycles can make for good copy. Kondratiev made his name peddling them. We like reading about cycles because they bring a veneer of certainty where there is in fact often none. But as that last point alludes to, cycles, especially in markets, are also arbitrary, random and uncertain. It's easy for an academic to look back at history, find a pattern and declare it a cycle. When real life doesn't fit the model, you'll hear something like, oh, well, the war upset the cycle or they printed loads of money so the cycle didn't work out or whatever. Cycles in markets are not fixed and predictable in the same way as the days and weeks of the year and they are much harder to play out in real time than they are to watch in the rearview mirror. So you get the point. There's a certain amount of salt to pinch when it comes to cycles. Nevertheless, they are useful instruments, and I know some who swear by them, especially Harrison's cycle, and his book was clearly brilliant in its forecast. Now, I remember thinking back in 2005, this market is nuts, it has to crash, and many felt the same way, including some of the brightest minds in the city. A whole website, housepricecrash.co.uk, sprung up around the theme. Many of us were certain the game was about to end. And then I stumbled across a brilliantly prophetic article by Fred Harrison in Money Week, saying, no, we are a couple or three years from the top, and he was right. And after last week's missive on house prices versus gold, I was thinking about our distorted property market this week and the spectre of rising rates. And the thought occurred to me that we must be close to Harrison's next peak. And lo and behold, Merrin Somerset Webb interviewed him in the latest Money Week podcast. And Harrison's answer was that in 2026, we will see the top of the market, not before. We have another three years, in other words. 
So let me quickly explain how Harrison's thinking works. His idea, and it's much more about land prices than it is about house prices, though the two tend to rise and fall together, is that property tends to see 14 years of price growth followed by four years of decline. And broken down, an 18-year cycle might look something like this. And there's a chart posted in the article, but you'll see the recovery phase, which is years one to seven, followed by a mid-cycle dip, the explosive phase, years 7 to 14, the recession phase, years 14 to 18. And Harrison says he can follow prices back some 200 years to find this clear 18-year cycle at play. Now, I don't have all the data to cross-check back that far, but I do have the data going back to 1951, courtesy of the Nationwide. So let us at least check that. Before World War II, by the way, property wasn't the overpriced monster that it is today. Home ownership was lower, less than 25% of the country, most people rented from private landlords, and mortgages hardly existed. They only really reared their heads in the 1930s. So the cycle, even if visible, wouldn't have been as pronounced as it is in today's debt-ridden fiat era, as exaggerated. The top of the last cycle in the UK actually came in the third quarter of 2007. The average house price then fell from 183 grand, I'm using round numbers, to 149 grand in the first quarter of 2009. And it would be 2012 before the market properly got going again. There was definitely a buying window in that 2009 to 2012 period, but prices, especially in London, didn't really fall by as much as many buyers were hoping, certainly not as much as I was hoping. That's because there were few forced sellers because interest rates were slashed. Had there been, then house prices would have come down by a lot more. But they fell by a lot more than 18% if you were a foreigner, however, because the pound lost a good 30% in the foreign exchange markets. That's measured against the US dollar. We go back 18 years from 2007-2008 and you have the crash of 1989-90. Prices peaked in the third quarter of 1989 at £63,000 before falling to £51,000. Things got going again in the mid, mid to late 1990s and the pound lost a lot of value in the forex markets too. So Harrison's cycle worked very well then. Go back 18 years further... And that takes us to 1971-1972. Now, the 1970s were a horrible decade economically, but housing wasn't the worst place to be. Houses were a better inflation hedge than cash. And between 1970 and 1973, when Harrison's peak was supposed to have come, house prices actually doubled. And then in 1973, with all the inflation, they took off. So we're going to say that Harrison's cycle didn't work here. I'd be interested to say to hear what Harrison has to say about that, his explanation, probably something to do with inflation. Anyway, we go back another 18 years from there to the early 1950s and house prices did see declines before the market in the early 1950s and then the market took off in the second half of the decade, encouraged by the government, property-owning democracy and all that. And that, that boom went all through the 60s, 70s, pretty much until, um, well, the early 1980s they flatlined and then obviously they rocketed again and then 89, 90 they peaked. So in the article, you can see house prices since 1951 with the cycle peaks marked by red arrows. Now, I guess if you go back further, World War II upset the cycle, but the recession of the 1920s, early 1920s, 21, 22, hurt house prices then from about 
25, 26 to 1939, house prices did rise, but by so little that the market would be better described as flat. They went from £619 to £660 for the average UK house. 600 quid for a house! <laughs> Can you believe it? How much has money been debased? It's £274,000 now. 650 quid for a house. It's just incredible, but that's what happens when there's no credit and money is sound, at least relatively sound. We were on a gold standard in that period, late 20s. So all in all, I'm going to give that cycle an A-. It's not perfect, but like many cycles, it's a useful guide. And a scenario of higher prices going into 25, 26, followed by a slump, is something I can very much envisage. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it kind of makes sense. So if you're looking to buy, start getting your finances in place now. If the slump is anything like 2008, you'll have to move quickly. If it's like 1990 to 95, you'll have plenty of time. I'll be re-evaluating in 2025, but my own experience when it comes to buying your own home Investing in real estate is different, but your own home is that you have to move when the time is right for you to the place that best fits your circumstances. Trying to second guess the market can lead to un unhappy outcomes. And, you know, basically house prices ever only go up. You know, 1989 was awful at the time and it just looks, it's a blip now. Um, if you can ride out the four years of, of pain, then you'll be fine. And if house prices do go down, they won't come down as much as you want them to anyway. And one final tip. Period property keeps its value better than new build property. Thanks very much for listening. Please um, uh, subscribe to my Substack if you're, not already see, if you're not already subscribed. And if you're interested in paid subscriptions, um, uh, I tip uh, stocks probably once every three weeks, once a month, and our tips have been absolutely flying. So check out the paid subscription. Um, it's been a really successful period. Thanks very much for listening. I'm Dominic, and I'll see you soon.